Hello, I am Francisco Serrano, your guide in this journey at CES. Come and join me to find out what brands are doing with the speed of now. In this hyper-connected world, there's one thread that ties us all together, speed. Insights from Megan Pollock, VP Branding and Strategic Communications at Panasonic. Well, this is my 20th CES. I'm really excited to be here. I've always really been in the world of technology and as the oldest exhibitor here, Panasonic is just the best place for you all to be today because no one's exhibited at CES more than we have. We really think about what consumers are interested in, where they want to be, and we try to meet them there. What you're seeing here is the number one issue that consumers are interested in is sustainability. And so this has become our top priority as a company. And so what we're talking about here is the circular economy, sustainability, Panasonic's green impact, because we know to meet consumers where they are with what they want, it's not just about great products, it's about ensuring that we are meeting them to, to solve their sustainable needs. I think there are a few things that we really think about as we're prioritizing this now audience. One's authenticity. We are always telling a very authentic story. From the beginning of Panasonic Green Impact, we talked about where we want to go, but we were really clear with where we are today so that we were 100% authentic and real and letting folks know. We know in this current generation, there's no room for sort of marketing speak. We've got to be real with them. The other thing you're seeing is a real trend towards TikTok. So we've got Lenny up front. So we've got to make sure to go see Lenny. Lenny's you know, an interactive voice that's helping us get directly to consumers where they are. We're using our influencers and all of our team here to make sure that we spread this story out across social media so that everyone can understand and learn what Panasonic's all about, which is exciting because we are about sustainability and the circular economy. And I think that's an important message everyone's excited to hear. Listen to some insights from Raja Rajamanar, the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer and President of Healthcare Business at MasterCard. Well, my day job is uh, being the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of MasterCard and I'm also the President of MasterCard's healthcare business and I have been coming to CES forever. So each year I come here, my main objective is to really see what kind of new things are happening, the new concepts which are coming out, meet companies which are behind some of these fascinating technologies and potentially also meet people and network and uh, so overall, I find it a very holistic, wholesome experience, which I look forward to and I come here every year. So if you look at the world around us, it has definitely been accelerating pretty rapidly over the last, I would say, few decades, three decades. And the rate of that acceleration itself has been going up with the advent of technologies like artificial intelligence. It's really going pretty, pretty quick. So as a company for you, you have to be nimble, you have to be fast, and if you don't really absorb and understand and leverage those technologies quickly, you will get obsolete very quickly as well. So speed is mighty critical, and it's not just speed of thinking or speed of conceptualization, 
but bringing those to life in the marketplace and that's the speed of go to market. So, you know, we are a very unique company who have more than 2.3 to 2.4 billion consumers around the world. So literally we are covering the entire spectrum of population and uh, the vast majority of them are uh, more than 18 years of age. But then we have to keep a sharp eye on these youngsters, the new generation, and to really give them solutions in a way that appeals to them. So for example, if you go and tell them, here is a credit card or here is a debit card, go buy one, they will throw up on you. That's not how you approach. You need to get them involved with them in an area that they are passionate about. For example, electronic dance music. They are very passionate about, so we got into electronic dance music. Or eSports. Now we are probably the world's largest eSports sponsors. We sponsor the world's number one eSport, which is League of Legends. Number three eSport in the world, which is Valorant. So we have got deep presence in that. We have formed something called the MasterCard Gamer Exchange, where if you are a member of a loyalty program and that partner is with us on the network, what happens is you can exchange your points you earned on that loyalty program on our Gamer Exchange for in-game currency across 4,000 games, and this is across 70 countries. So what we are trying to do is to understand the psychology of these people, understand of this now generation, so to speak, see what matters to them, and in an authentic way. If you're not authentic, they'll sniff you out from a mile away. So in an authentic way, try to create connections with them in areas that they are passionate about, and that's the journey that we are on. Insights from Tony Marlowe, the Chief Marketing Officer at LG Ad Solutions. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at LG Ad Solutions. I've pretty much spent my entire career in digital media uh, before LG Ad Solutions, I was the CMO at IAS. We took the company public in 2021. Prior to that, I was at the CMO at Data Axle, and then prior to that, I was at Yahoo for many years. You know, I think right now here at CES, one of the hottest topics is artificial intelligence. And so when you talk about speed, AI is enabling a speed to market for so many things. Whether, you know, for what we do, we put ads on connected television. So we have a footprint of over 200 million LG TVs worldwide. We help put ads in those streaming environments. We now use AI to help generate a lot of those ads. So for our clients, we can generate an array of different creative options. We can test which ones work better than others. And that gets you high speed to market. You're able to dial up the ones that work really well and turn off or kill the ones that don't. Um, and that is speed to effectiveness. 2024, I think it will be the year of shoppable TV. I think the consumer is ready. We're seeing more than half of people who watch streaming television saying, I want to be able to buy either directly on my TV or easily make a purchase on my mobile from an ad I see on TV. So we're seeing shoppable starting to have its moment in time. Um, 2024 is a US presidential election. And remember four years ago, there was not really an ad supported CTV ecosystem um, so this will be the first presidential election ever where connected television and connected television advertising could play a critical role in connecting with voters and swaying their decisions there. Um, so I think political advertising within connected TV environments. And then there's even just a longer time horizon. So um, you, may, you may have seen some of our recent announcements. LG is starting to put screens in non-traditional environments. So think screens in cars. And as as you have screens in cars, whether you're talking passenger screens or the main console, 
you can start to put fast services or other OTT services on there. And this can start to create advertising moments as people are watching content in non-traditional environments. So you're starting to blur what does television even mean? A moment ago, we were talking about Shoppable. To be able to see something that's highly targeted for you in terms of an ad on your television and be able to act on it and get it and know that it's going to turn up at your house tomorrow, that is something that's incredibly powerful. I think um, you need, within these environments, you want your ads to be relevant to their audience, but you also want them to be actionable. So this movement around shoppable TV and shoppable moments, I think is just going to steamroll. And you know, some of this technology has existed for a while. I think the key difference is the consumer is ready now. They weren't as ready last year and certainly not the year before. 2024 will be the moment shoppable explodes. Listen to Justin Evans, head of analytics and insights at Samsung Ads. I've worked with large data sets with media companies, especially video and television companies for a really long time. I've been in venture-backed startups. I worked at Comcast when we first started to use set-top box data in television. And now I've been at Samsung for the last few years where we're using our ACR data that tells us a lot about linear TV watching and streaming TV watching. And we're using that for innovation. And I'm at CES talking to clients and explaining to them how we're going to help them navigate the new world of TV. Well, it's for us, our main concern is making our clients successful, advertisers and agencies successful in advertising and television. And speed is becoming a really big deal, uh, especially right now. Uh, I can think of three ways that it's really having a major impact in the television advertising space. The first is advertisers using streaming uh, as a key part of their uh, TV portfolio, their TV budgets. Uh, $4 billion a year is moving into streaming t television advertising. And the problem is that the clients don't have the data they need. That change has disrupted the way they do business. So the money they're now putting into streaming advertising, they're kind of placing blindly. They don't know how it overlaps with their old linear buys. They don't know how it overlaps with each other. They don't know who it's leaving behind and what audiences they're still missing. So Samsung Ads is launching uh, a new solution to help clients manage that. It's called Optimal Reach. It helps clients understand where their linear and streaming audiences are overlapping, who they're missing, and then we turn around and use the data to target those people. So that's one. But that's just on the advertiser side. When you think about streaming, it's basically like a publisher first uh, uh, change, right? It's what's happening with those streaming apps. And actually those publishers are in a way in the most challenged position with the speed of that change. Because audiences are adopting streaming. We're obviously all watching more streaming than we ever have. But also people are churning through their subscriptions and showing a lack of loyalty to apps and that's something that the publishers themselves, all the big names whose apps you watch when you stream TV, are facing. And they have to treat their customers differently in a way to engage them and keep them from churning. And again, at Samsung, using our data, we've been helping these clients manage this with tools that identify the users who maybe are trying an app but might be open to watching more content, watching an additional type of content, engaging more in the app, and we're measuring our success and the, 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 the bounce rate uh, that publishers fear and encounter all the time, we've been able to reduce dramatically. I think the last thing I would mention is what we're doing with AI-driven uh, uh, advertising. 
a lot of clients because of the pandemic and the hangover from that and the threat to their business have been really focused on what we call performance advertising, which is to say, you want to do an ad campaign because you want someone to really buy something and really change their behavior. Not just be aware, but change what they do. So we've been using uh, machine learning and AI to create uh, data-driven campaigns designed to helping people focus, uh, sorry, to, to convert, and we've been driving really extraordinary lift with it, like 200% lift in, uh, in, in app opens, 200% lift in website visits. These KPIs that the marketers care about to know that the client, is, that the customer is going to buy something. So by launching AI, we're able to respond to the fast conversions of the clients, and we're able to help the clients keep up with the times. Insights from Luis Giagrande, the customer experience marketing team leader at LG. Well, what brings me here is where we're at right now. So uh, I have over 25 years experience in the consumer electronics industry. For the past 14 years, I've had the, you know, been part of the LG family. So uh, currently in the last two years, I'm in the role of head of marketing in our you know, B2C space, uh, focusing on consumer experience marketing. We're sort of on the clock in our industry all the time, right? So from, uh, depending on the category, you really have a product that has like one to two year lifespan before there's expectations of innovation, enhancements, improvements. So you know, from R&D to supply to getting the products here to getting the products out of retail, you know, getting our marketing ready, you're on the clock from the beginning. So speed, if you don't have speed, you're, you're really not going to be able to, to play in this industry. We're really like a day-to-day, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter uh, mentality. And like I said, it's like really the expectations of innovation for our category, our industry, really dictates that speed across the board, not just for marketing, our company, speed is essential. So, I mean, I think uh, the track record for LG has been impeccable over the last 10 years when it comes to product innovation, right? We're always coming to the table with new products that uh, address real consumer pain points and needs, not innovation for innovation's sake, innovation that's you know, addressing real consumer needs. So, we've been very good when it comes to innovation on a product standpoint. If you had a chance to hear the, our press conference uh, this year, we're making a big shift in the, you know, in the coming years to be more solution-oriented as opposed to hardware product-oriented. The products will always be there, the innovative products are the foundation for what we do, but when it comes to uh, where we want to evolve and how we want to be you know, uh, servicing our consumers more, it's as a smart life solutions company. That's really our sort of uh, mantra going forward. And uh, so that's, and what that means is taking advantage of the fact that our product portfolio is enormous, that we have data coming in from all these products, and that we can aggregate that data and provide a, a, you know, we're saying a solution to the consumer addressing their day-to-day -day needs and not being a, a company that you engage with us once every five to 10 years when you're buying something. This is a, a daily integration into your life. So I think that's where LG is taking its next step over the coming year. Insights from Jasmine Kim, the head of care at home at Samsung Health. My professional background has always been in um, user engagement. A lot of people talk about chief marketing this and chief marketing that, but I think that what the Thoroughline is that I'm always really interested in how we engage the end user, whether it's a customer or client, about how a product or service is benefiting them. 
no one really cares about how it works. They just want to know how it benefits. And so I like to think that I've been a chief engagement officer or head of a business unit that really looks at how do we take a product or service to market. So as you know, Samsung has been beloved uh, consumer electronics company for a long time. So people already know about our refrigerators and our TV screens our microwave, our smart things, our, you know, our air purifier. So people are already used to those stuff in their home. And so we're now gonna pivot them a little bit to really look at what are little tiny health behaviors that we could actually help you. And uh, so that you could actually, um, we could uh, create passive sensing, environmental sensing, so that you could actually, uh, from the things you're already used to, figure out how to maybe produce a little bit healthier food in your microwave? How do we actually shop for better grocery food? Uh, also, on my, maybe on the refrigerator, maybe your caregiver, who's your daughter or your son-in-law or your grandchild who's helping you, could actually leave you notes and say, Grandma, don't forget to take your medication on your kitchen board, which is somebody's already used to it, right? So we're trying to deliver something through some things that they're already used to opposed to any new thing because technology is really disruptive. And when you're not healthy or when you're for care for, that's really hard to do. It's very fragmented and everybody's trying to stitch that together. So ultimately, I think that if you know that a product or brand is have always taken care of you, we want to take care of you so you can take care of other people around you who are your loved ones. And I think that goes for you individually or the fact that, you know, the caregiver who's usually a woman in the home who will do a lot of the caregiving, we want her to be taken care of so that she actually also could have the, the technology and the tools and the know-how to take care of others around them. Because at the end of the day, we have almost 50 to 60 million people who are, quote, caregivers who are not professional. Because we're all providing care for our loved ones. And I think that that human touch is really critical. So we're just trying to accelerate and augment that with technology and tools and things that you're already familiar in your home. Because ultimately, almost 70 to 80% of people say they all want to age from the comforts of their home. We need assistance. So if we could be more compassionate, I always like think about we do design, compassionate design, where we really try to understand how do we create user interfaces really for the people who are most in need. We would actually probably appease the whole generation of people because they all want simple things too. Nobody wants anything complicated. So we're really working to stitch together the technology so that it's unified, so that for the end user, whether you are you know, really healthy 40-year-old to somebody who actually needs care at 70, to a doctor who really doesn't have time to try to figure out like, Francisco, you need to get on your phone and push three buttons to do this, to your sister-in-law who's just wanted to remind you, Francisco, please drink eight cups of water today because you have this condition, and I'm being a nudge, but it's because I love you. We want to actually do that, so we really focus on human-centered design on the front end with the technology, and also we want to just accelerate and augment the tools that the caregiving community and the humans that we all need do that already. So we're not, yeah, we're a technology company, but we are technology for humans. From baby boomers to Gen Zs, Everybody wants things to happen now. I mean, these people, they're coming in and they just want things to happen now. 
I mean, it's crazy, but it's happening. Listen to these insights from Carly Sip, the global director of brand marketing at Amazon Ads. So this is my 15th CES. I actually was thinking about it this morning, which maybe dates me, but also excites me because the show has evolved throughout the years and it's really exciting to be here and be here in such a pivotal time for Amazon. Um, prior to Amazon, I was at TikTok. I was their global head of business marketing. Prior to TikTok, I spent a lot of time in the out-of-home game, uh, dabbled in TV, online. I was a radio DJ at one point, so have a long history in media and excited to be at Amazon. We've, um, we've had a lot of developments over the past year. We're just getting started in 2024, and it's cool to be here at CES to see the innovations coming from other teams, coming from our friends and competitors in the sandbox, and to see how we kind of fit into the conversation. So for us at Amazon, we live and breathe 16 leadership principles, and it guides everything we do and all the decisions we make. My favorite one is called customer obsession. So at Amazon, we love to say we're customer obsessed, and I think that dictates how we think about speed. We want to be testing and learning and thinking about our customers first and foremost, particularly when it comes to new innovations. So if you think about our go-to-market strategy and all of the brands and all the platforms under our umbrella, we're always thinking about how can we speed things up and how can we throw something against the wall, see if it sticks, see if our customers like it, iterate upon us, um, collect feedback. And what I've really loved uh, at my time here at Amazon is that we've been able to introduce new things. We've been able to see how large language models and AI, you know, they inform what we do. Um, I get to oversee creative. And so it's really been interesting to see the evolution there. I think even just basic storytelling and how we show up um, with that speed in mind, we also want to make sure that we do it right. So we're never going to do something that we feel is either not customer obsessed or is too quick out of the gate and you know will leave us regretting it. So it's a fine balance, but I would say that we definitely embrace velocity at Amazon. Well, I grew up never being allowed to watch TV. So my parents didn't have cable. Um, I was a homework nerd, and so naturally, I'm obsessed with TV. And so I think it's really interesting where linear to streaming has taken us. So for us at Amazon, really leaning into streaming TV, I think is our future and you know what, really where we're putting our big bets. So whether that's Twitch and the creator community, Prime Video, now we're introducing ads shortly, um, but ads that make sense and ads that feel relevant to you. Um, I think we have a really big opportunity. We're really investing in a really robust content slate. So whether that's live sports or awesome content, Emmy nominated or Emmy worthy content, um, that's gonna be something that we're gonna really wanna put first and foremost for our brands to excite them and to engage them and then they'll wanna in that sandbox as well um you know i think for me i'm excited i feel like we're just getting started at amazon we're just scratching the surface this is an amazing company that's been built in one area and now it's kind of launching into this whole new you know spectrum and i'm just thrilled to be a part of it and happy to be able to talk about it hey i'm from
Francisco Serrano, Chief Speed Officer at One to One, signing off from CS 2024. See you in the next episode of the Now Gen Podcast.